Chapter 17 Break Protocol Early Saturday morning, Jack regained consciousness, slumped in one of Magnus's office chairs. His head was splitting and his vision was blurry, similar to the after-effects of accelerating. The sound of Magnus's voice assaulted his ears as he picked out bits and pieces of the one-sided telephone conversation, his head so heavy he couldn't lift it from his chest. Yeah, uh-huh. I'll take care of it, Magnus paused. Yes, the project is on schedule. Even longer pause. Magnus listened to whoever was on the line for five minutes or so, then abruptly hung up. Sweat began to bead around his temples. Out of the corner of his eye, Jack saw a large figure approach. Eric, the guard who had hit him, walked over and put something under his nose. Smelling salts. Smelled like shit, but were very effective. Jack lurched from his semi-conscious state, eyes wide open, taking in everything around him. So happy you could join us, Mr. Glasser, Magnus said, reclining in his office chair, his fingers linked together on his chest. What are you doing? was all Jack managed to ask. He turned his head slowly and saw Gene Gomes occupying another office chair, unconscious as well. I think the bigger question is what you were doing. Sneaking around late at night trying to sabotage our production facility? Magnus made a clicking noise with his tongue. That's really no way to treat an employer that is paying you so handsomely. In his present condition, Jack found the sound of Magnus's voice even more grating than normal. Jesus, would you lower your voice a bit? Jack said as he attempted to rub his head, noticing for the first time that his wrists were zip-tied together. I'm an American citizen. What you're doing, and I mean all of what you're doing, is illegal. You need to let me go now. People know I'm here. Government agents know I'm here, Jack said. His hands held out, assuming he had said something compelling enough for them to remove the restraints. No such luck. When you say government agents, you wouldn't be referring to Miss Green, would you now? Magnus asked slyly. Jack could sense that this cat-and-mouse game was immensely satisfying to Magnus. Fuck me, thought. He wouldn't play. Jack ran over a thousand different scenarios in his head, but everything stopped when he heard the office door open and shut behind him. Serena Green walked in and sat on the edge of Magnus's desk like some sort of slutty desk accessory. Jack's look of bewilderment turned to disgust. Serena stared back at him, then turned to Magnus. Didn't think he had that in him. Surprise, surprise, she said, looking back at Jack and continuing her thought. What were you doing running around late at night being all mission impossible? Her mocking tone turned abruptly serious. All you had to do was hang out with me for the day. Maybe even get laid. Then get on a plane Sunday and go back to your life. She looked at her watch for dramatic effect. What the hell were you thinking? I don't know. Saving the fucking world came to mind. Do you understand what you're doing can possibly fucking erase a population? Fuck up the balance of life, Jack shot back, suddenly regaining confidence. Saving the world? Balance of life? Oh, that's a little dramatic, even for me. And I'm a girl. For someone who is supposed to be really smart, what you did was really dumb. You may be a stock market genius, but you're short of street smarts. She seemed to be enjoying herself as she continued. 
Corporate sabotage doesn't go over that well in Canada, especially from a foreign national. That can be almost considered espionage, right, Magnus? Magnus shrugged as if that were a possibility. Jack stared at her blankly. As shitty as the moment was for him, and it was shitty, he couldn't help but think that she may be right. This was the dumbest thing he had ever done. It was in that fog a singular question popped into his mind. Why did she bring up the stock market? How does she know that I'm a stock market genius? Whatever, Jack said, snapping out of his thoughts. Serena, or if that's even your name, there's more to this, obviously, he said, staring at Magnus. What is it, Magnus? Develop an agricultural catastrophe, then own the cure? Interesting theory, but I don't think we're going to monologue you back into a coma, Serena said. Just answer me this. I'm curious why a government agent would get involved with any of this. Especially him, Jack said, nodding toward Magnus. Serena shook her head. Jeez, Glasser, you still don't get it. This is a huge payday for me. You don't know where I come from. If you saw my Department of Agriculture pay stubs, you'd know why. Magnus here made me an offer, and I couldn't refuse it. But you'll never be able to prove it, she said. Jack looked at Magnus. If you trust her, then you're a bigger asshole than I thought. Magnus laughed. <laughs> really? Looks like she's worth every penny I've paid her so far. Magnus blew out a deep breath. She's right, you know. If you'd only done your job, the job that I paid you so handsomely for, none of this would have happened. You could have come to me and I would have taken care of it. Yeah, right, Jack snapped. Well, at least that's what I'll tell the authorities, Magnus said. Jack struggled to find his footing. He was in a bind and knew it. Your boy Gomes over here? Jack nodded to the unconscious lump sitting next to him. He won't hold up under interrogation. He'll confirm what I tell the authorities. Oh, I'm sure of that, Magnus replies. That's why our illustrious Dr. Gomes will be leaving us soon, basically fleeing the scene never to be found a question. Jack stared in horror. He had no doubt that Magnus was going to kill Gomes. What the hell are you talking about? Jack asked, trying to change the subject and inject a little doubt of his own. You've got a virus that obviously works with no way to inoculate against it or contain it. And you're talking about killing the guy who created it? Magnus's look gave Jack all the ammunition he needed. Oh man, this is rich. You don't even know he's stuck, do you? Jack asked. Magnus motioned Eric over from where he'd been standing near the door. Can you please wake Dr. Gomes up? Magnus instructed. The guard reached into his pocket and produced more smelling salts, which he waved under Gomes's nose. Gomes bolted back into consciousness, having difficulty understanding where he was or why he was there. Magnus spoke to him like he was a third grader, questioning him like a teacher who had just found out he had stolen a piece of candy. After 15 minutes of hard questions, Gomes finally gave up hope and confessed he wasn't any closer to finding a way to inoculate against the virus. If Magnus had looked annoyed before, he was positively pissed now. Jack made his play at instilling fear, uncertainty, and doubt. Sloppy-ass science with no outcome that's acceptable, if you deploy it and you can't control it, 
then what's it really worth? Who the hell knows what he created in there? You got no clue and you're screwing with me? The only one that could potentially help, Jack said. Magnus sat quiet for a moment. Oh, don't tell me you want to be partners now. A few minutes ago you were going to call everyone but Greenpeace, Magnus said. I don't want to be your partner, Jack said with disgust. I just don't want a major food blight that can't be eradicated. Viruses have a tendency to go places and affect things they're not supposed to. This has gone beyond a money-making scheme. You have to shut it down, Jack said. I appreciate your offer. I may even take you up on it, but for now, I believe I'll take a little time to chew on it, Magnus said. Serena Green took advantage of the pause. In the meantime, I think Mr. Glaster should spend some time in the vault for safekeeping, she said with a smile. Not a bad idea, Magnus replied. He looked at Eric. Eric, do you mind keeping an eye on these two? I need to attend accommodations for them in the vault. I'll let you know when you can bring them back, Magnus said. Magnus left the room with Serena. Halfway down the hall, she spoke up. Are you kidnapping him? Do you see another option? Magnus replied. Well, after your guard smacked the shit out of him and you interrogated him like the Gestapo, yeah, no, that doesn't leave many options, she blurted, instantly regretting being so candid. Magnus was visibly distracted and let the insubordination slide. So what would you suggest? he asked. Oh, I honestly don't know, she said. Serena faked a bathroom break while Magnus had the vault guard prepare space for Jack and Gomes. She knew the ladies' rooms was clean, no listening devices or cameras. She took out her phone and dialed a number only to be used in case of extreme emergency. She thought about it for a moment. Fuck, this seems to qualify. Kidnapping a well-known civilian with such a high profile would certainly sound a few alarms. Her playbook was empty and her hand shook as she dialed the phone. A terse male voice, a combination of broken glass and gravel, answered on the second ring. I have a situation, she said. The civilian is being detained, and he has a thorough knowledge of the operation. My guess is he's slated for termination, she said. There was a pause on the other end. Do you need an extraction plan? Shit, do I, she thought. Then finally answered, Yes, I need a team standing by in close proximity, hidden and ready to go on my cue. Affirmative, the man said. The call quickly disconnected. The situation was spiraling to shit. Serena hoped she'd be able to come up with something to assure Magnus that Jack would shut up and forget what he had seen. Hell, even if she could pull that off, she'd still have to get Jack to play along. That seemed to be the biggest challenge. It looked like he had grown a pair since crossing the border. She smiled at the thought. 